In the name of Jesus, the Son of the only true and living God. Amen. It was one of those baptism at the river ceremonies. Those of us who have a few years on us remember seeing some of those baptism at the river ceremonies. And even for the younger crowd, you have likely seen movies or videos of such ceremonies on such TV programs as the Heartland series on one of our local stations. The preacher and the people gathered at the river, and after a time of preaching law, where the preacher convinced at least a few of those gathered that they were sinners, he asked them to repent. Then he asked them to confess their sins to God and believe that they were forgiven. And then the preacher delivered the good news, the gospel. Your sins are forgiven. And he would take them down into the water and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So also, John came preaching and teaching the law and the gospel, the good news. He preached and delivered a baptism of repentance And again, repentance means that having been shown our sins by the law of God, we are sorry for our sins. We are contrite. We are sorry for the things we think, say, and do that are contrary to the Ten Commandments of God. And we are sorry for the things we don't think, say, and do that we should be doing, the things that we should be doing in love of God and our fellow man. Repentance becomes a way of life for the Christian. Baptismal repentance becomes a way of life for the Christian. As we grow in our faith, we come to realize that we are not just to be sorry for our sins of commission and omission, but we are to be sorry and contrite for the way we are. We are sinful to the core. Our hearts are black even after we come to faith. We are still sinners. But thanks be to God that though we are still sinners, God has claimed us as his. He has put his holy name on us. He has pronounced us as his people who have been redeemed in the suffering, bleeding, and dying of his son Jesus. So, though we are sinners, we are also saints. We are God's baptized children who live a new life after having died with Christ in baptism. We are paradox. As we are one of the things God has declared to be holy in this sinful and fallen world. And all of those things are paradox. They are not what they seem. Neither are we. We are not what we seem to be to the world. For the world looks at us and says, you are hypocrites. You preach one thing and you do another. You say you're God's people, but you're no different than the rest of us. You sin all the time. You don't keep your God's commandments any more than we do, the world says. You don't always fear, love, and trust in God above all things. You take the Lord's name in vain, sometimes using his name mindlessly even without giving it a thought. You don't always attend the Lord's house and worship Him on Sundays. And look at your giving. You make lots of money, 
and think that when you throw five or ten dollars into the offering plate, you're doing God a favor. Hypocrites you are. That's what the world says. And then there are things that you do against your fellow man. You don't honor your father and mother and all those who are in authority. You cheat on your taxes. You hate in your heart, which Jesus says is the same as murder. You lust after that pretty woman or that handsome man, even though you already have a nice, loving wife or husband. Shame on you, the world says. Then you steal time at work, just like the rest of us who gather around the water cooler to gossip or waste time on the Internet. You desire the good things in life, the most expensive cars, the biggest homes, the most money. You wish you could win the lottery even though you say the Lord has blessed you with all that you need and more. You never get enough, the world says. Oh, one who calls himself a Christian, you put the pick of judgment in my back while the log of judgment is lodged in your eye. The world says about you, you are no different from the rest of us except that you are hypocrites. How does that assessment of your ways in life fit into your sensibilities this morning? Well, that is the kind of preaching that God did through John the Baptist. Notice that I stopped short of calling you a brood of vipers. But yes, though we are God's holy people, people whom God has declared holy, we are paradox. We aren't what we seem. We aren't goody-goodies. We say one thing and do another. We are hypocrites. We are sinners. We are sinners who need a Savior. And God has proclaimed His Son to be our Savior. God proclaimed from heaven. Notice, when Jesus was baptized and He began to pray, the heavens opened. We talked about this in Bible class. What a scene for those who were sitting there with Jesus and John. What a scene. The heavens opened. And a dove descended from heaven. And then a voice came down. The voice of God the Father. But what else could they see? What else could they see? Could they see the throne room of God? Could they see the angels ascending and descending? Could they see all the saints in heaven? But the voice proclaimed, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Why? Why that proclamation? Because God was not pleased with us, for reasons herefore mentioned. His son came into the world, was baptized, began his ministry as the savior of the world. He would take on the sins of the world. He would die for the sins of the world. He would institute baptism and the Lord's Supper so that we can die with him in baptism and live life anew as saints. Sinners and saints, we are. We are paradoxes who yield unexpected results. For you, 
the great exchange, also known as the great reversal, has occurred. The switching of roles. God took your place in judgment on the cross so that you can have new life in heaven. Your Lord Jesus has taken your sin and temporal death and given you death in baptismal waters that lead to eternal life. You are God's holy people who live new lives of faith and the promises of God in Christ. You feed at the Lord's table. God's beloved Son is here in a miraculous and mysterious manner at His table for you. Holy things are for holy people. More paradoxes. The Lord's table, dear ones, is where you belong. At the family table, where the baptized family of God feasts on heavenly food. Come eat. Come drink. The baptismal life, it is all for you. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.